So hello, on this YouTube channel, I've always had the pleasure of hosting some really accomplished chartered accountants, MBAs and people who ever have accomplished quite some major things in their life. So today I have got Sakshi. Now Sakshi has been a chartered accountant with a difference. And uh, amongst the other things, uh, she's AIR one in her CA IPCC and has had stints, which normally chartered accountants might not get in BCG. And now she's working in product in LinkedIn, more to hear from her only. So Sakshi, what have been the interesting snippets of your career? You've had quite a remarkable stint across Deloitte, HUL, BCG, LinkedIn now. I would call it remarkable, but I think I've had the opportunity to work with one of the few best organizations in the world. Uh, I think AIR1 gave me this leverage to work with Deloitte. Uh, and I think it's been a fantastic experience because there you start to talk to clients who are large. Uh, there you understand where exactly is where you want to work post your grad. Uh, this was the time where I started interacting with and meeting a lot of people where my thoughts about uh, joining an organization, uh, you know, not a big four, but something because there's, I understood that CAs are meant to do more than auditing and accounting. Uh, that's the learning I got from meeting a lot of people who were working in the industry. So the idea was to explore a bit more and hence I decided to do industrial training. Uh, with HUL. Um, HUL was one of the best experiences because there I got exposed to this set of people called the MBAs, which I didn't have exposure to work with at Deloitte. Mm. Uh, there I understood more about what are the other fields, whether I want to do an MBA, I don't want to do an MBA. Uh, what is it uh, that MBAs do? What are the potential career options? And I think there was the time when I was working in that supply chain finance, which is more like internal consulting division of HUL, that my plans to, uh, you know, chase consulting as a future career option uh, sort of got finalized. And that's how, you know, BCG happened. Uh, with BCG, I worked in a few cases, uh, which were deals for uh, due diligences for private equity firms. And there I understood that, you know, the, the kind of business knowledge you get in a very short duration of time on that, on those projects uh, is very essential. And, you know, it's a very fast learning process. And that's how TA happened. And at TA, I was looking at FS and tech, um, you know, as my core focus areas of, uh, you know, investing. And in and, and that period, I spoke to a lot of companies in the tech startup space and that's how my knowledge of tech developed i had pleasure of working with uh, people at ta who had been like you know overseeing tech for a vast number of years it was a lot of leverage ta is essentially a very tech focused fund so that gave me this leverage to actually work for a tech company like linkedin where i look at business strategy um, the idea is to you know uh, make linkedin how to hol holistically align india's strategy of linkedin with global so that's been interesting snippets um, of my journey so far. Um, I think uh, at that point when I'm at a particular organization, I never knew what the next would be. But now when I look back, I think everything just ties up to a perfect sense. Perfect. Makes a lot of sense. And uh, is now, you know, you worked in like in TA associations with a lot of tech in LinkedIn also essentially since it is all about that website and the interface. It's a lot of technology, user interface, UI, UX. So mm -hmm. being a chartered accountant, how does that tie up in terms of your past experience, in terms of academics, not hanging up with what you're doing? 
is that a limitation or works hmm. to your advantage so essentially i think my experience has helped me a lot to uh be in these careers for example for example if you move to management consulting there is nothing you would do so i at hul only a few parts of how budgeting happens and how we should do zero budget accounting and how budgets etc controlled are something which is related to your ca final syllabus but it's completely unrelated and it's very interesting because you're working along with summer interns from ime and there there the, the scope is vast you just supposed to learn on the job and i think those are the skills you start picking up i think everybody who just steps out of their career whether from mba or from ca is equally unprepared so uh, that's like the best time to get that skill of learning to deal with ambiguity if you go to management consulting you solve quite bespoke problems uh, they are unrelated to any ca ca or financial stuff you'd come across uh, uh, they are very bespoke problems which are solved quite logically and there you understand the importance of team building collaboration uh, you know relying on past experience and just being entirely logical in the problem solving process i think being a consultant turns you into a very great problem solver uh ta was a little close to what ca is because you end up doing a lot of valuation and you are uh, prepare three statement models and there be a, being a ca is an advantage because you tend to understand things a bit better you don't feel very bogged down if you have to read a lot of annual reports or read a lot of um, other financial documents uh but i would say that overall uh you know i think being a problem solver and being creative and learning to deal with ambiguity are more important skills than you know what you've learned at academics so great coming back a bit into your academic life so as a student how was were you like in school 10 12 and then average student above average student topper then why ca you are a first generation ca or your part a lineage in the family of chartered accountant so tell us that oh well okay so i'll start a bit of my history so yes i wasn't a very um Uh, you know i i used to study a lot to be honest but it took me a time to figure out like how exactly to make study effective i think the big boost i got was intense standard when i topped india in girls in cbse board uh, and then that's how uh, you know uh, nm happened commerce was probably a choice because my dad was a ca and somewhere down the line maybe he was the only example i got in my family uh, as somebody whom i can like look up to and pursue so i think he's played a lot of a lot of role in shaping what i had wanted to be i wanted to be like him and maybe ca was a part of it hence even though i got 98% and there were a lot of questions from the relatives on why not me taking science i had chosen to choose you know chosen to pursue commerce because at some point i wanted to align myself to what my dad was um nm was fun um you know uh, i scored well in 12th as well our cpt rank happened that actually gave me a boost to study harder for the ipcc rank uh a rank was something which happened to be honest surprisingly i mean i did expect a rank but not to top india to be honest and i think that's that's that gave me a lot of confidence in how hard work uh, how self belief goes of vast way in uh, going far uh, in whatever you decide to do and i think that's how deloitte happened and with deloitte experience i started leveraging so i think it's been a it's a circle of dominoes i believe you know it's just like 
you start with one slate and it moves on to the other one. So I've just tried to do that often. Uh, a lot of, I mean, people who know me since college know that I was very studious. So uh, during my CA IPCC times, I would be studying 14 to 16 hours a day. Uh, there was no compromises on that. I am a big believer in self-study. So uh, subjects I could cover by myself. I would do that. Um, occasionally, I would take my dad's help because um, he, he, even though he cleared quite a long back, I just felt his insights were quite useful. So I used to do a lot of self-study and I used to study a lot by alone, which actually helped me because I used to just sit with a module in one hand and read three lines and just think about it uh, as opposed to somebody just you know forcefully sitting in a class when there's a law lecture supposed to be happening if I don't want to learn law today so I think uh, that's that's how I have studied so far and uh, it sort of helped me in achieving what I have so I haven't actually reflected and gone to see whether that was the right approach. I think people have their own approaches to doing things. I've known people who have done really great with group studying or with going to classes and studying or by writing a lot of papers. Uh, so I think different approaches work for different people. I generally tend to just, you know, sit with a book uh, for like entire 12 hours and just think about the pages I'm reading. Uh, and then I try to like write my thoughts on it. Uh, so, so that's how I've functioned so far. Yes. Now, one logical question that emerges, a lot of people will generally expect that after an AIR in IPCC, one would expect a rank in final as well. So yeah. then, you know, what really happened that uh, hectic articleship and industrial training or it was just randomness, a few marks? Oh, well, I think uh, at that time I had pondered over the question a lot because I was myself expecting rank uh in ca final obviously not in like top 30 or something but yes generally in the 40 to 50 range i was like my papers have gone well maybe i should get but looking back i if if i had to answer this question right now in hindsight to distill the reasons why it happened it could be multiple reasons so first when you're studying uh, and not doing articleship your focus on subjects are equivalent uh, because you were like, you know what, this is just basics. I need to know all of this. What happens after IPCC and articleship is you realize what you like. And as a human tendency, you tend to spend a lot of time knowing that. Uh, it articleship, I used to spend a lot of time auditing and accounting. So those are still my favorite subjects and I scored very nicely in them. Uh, as far as HUL goes, that exposed to me a vast variety of how actually finance functions. Uh, I was a part of this finance group and I understood that a lot of things you learn in theory are actually very outdated concepts. There are better things which exist uh, or how a theory works in practical is very different from what you're learning. And that was a big learning for me. And spending more time there, uh, sort of just, you know, learning new stuff. I, I wouldn't say it sort of sidelined me, but obviously the time remaining for studying was quite less. And being uh, a self, you know, studying all by self, I think it just got piled up at the last moment, which could have probably been a reason. But overall, I believe the papers went well. And uh uh, you know, in all fair circumstances, I think it could have been an equal possible. Uh, Just randomness, then maybe. Situation, yes, I but know. But did you take uh, tuitions even for CA final? No, I didn't. No. Oh my God. And for IPCC as well, no tuitions. 
So I started going to classes in IPCC uh, and I think a lot of basics got, so when they start IPCC, they take the basics chapter. So I did go for like a good four or five months, but after a while, when you got used to the things working, then I just stopped taking it. Okay, cool. So that is quite a surprise for a lot of people who would feel that, you know, all this, this billion dollar coaching industry, which has been set up, which kind of makes students believe that you will not be able to clear without taking tuitions for at least six subjects out of eight hmm. that is quite in your case unfounded in terms of the efficacy of that statement i think obviously just learning everything by self-studying is a bit hard so i think till the time we learn basics right for example how to make balance sheet how to balance those accounts you need some hand holding these are concepts you can't learn by that but once you've learned that you need to understand and internalize that everything else is an amplitude magnification of what you've already learned. It's just a level difficult and maybe it takes you a bit more time, but you'll figure it out. My only learning from, so even coaching was very productive for me, but what I understood being self-learning was I could just be very flexible with what I learn every day and, you know, uh, just focus more on my weak points, which tend to get equal emphasis in a coaching class, right? Because they go by students, like 200 student strengths. For example, there are topics I'm just so good at that I wouldn't spend more than four hours and maybe coaching is spending 20 hours. So I, I just wanted to optimize on that. I think coaching works well with very, uh, because a lot of my friends are rankers and uh, they highly believe that coaching was very useful for them. So I think it's just a personal context uh, on how you learn and how you function, which plays a big role. So the next question is that, would you in hindsight now recommend someone to go for industrial training right before CA final? Why or why not? I think it totally depends on interest. For me, I, I believe a lot of my career was shaped because I did industrial training. Um, in the hindsight, if I would have just remained at Deloitte, I wouldn't have known when I was, uh, when I had cleared CA on what is the industry I like, what is the particular function I want to work for. I hadn't met so many amazing people I, I would have done. So in the hindsight, I would do it all over again. However, if I feel that, you know, in, 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 in the first two years of articleship, if you haven't covered a lot of your CA final portion, if you think that you really need the last year uh, to take you know, to, to, to build your basics and to yes. clear your CA final, obviously clearing in first attempts comes a priority. So for people who haven't done, you know, studies in the first two years, I would suggest that don't do it because it, because you are actually learning a lot of things on the, like, like the way you had your first year of articleship, you'll have your first year of industrial training. And uh, it's not like you will be joining in a batch of 20 people, right? You're just alone in that organization who's supposed to learn along with a batch of MBA students. Uh, if you're joining something big like HUL or Nestle. So in the hindsight, I would do it because I met a lot of people who shape what I would be doing in the future. And I'm still in contact with them and they are my mentors and careers right now. But uh, I would I would just say that take your own call at the age of, you know, when you are in articleship on whether that's the right thing for you to do. Correct. That's fine. So at one end, you get the opportunity to work with high potential people and who kind of remain connects for the rest of your life. And then the compromise on academics, which you could have probably managed in the first two years then. All right. So moving to your post qualification, normally like, you know, chartered accountants would not get into the kind of supply chain. So supply chain finance for sure is not that exotic. It is like costing budgeting, but still it is not that mundane 
accounting and auditing stuff so that was a conscious choice so was that the same thing that you were doing in industrial training so it kind of logically you just joined there yes so i think in the industrial training my focus was in supply chain finance and i continued to work for the same team post qualification as well uh supply chain finance i would uh, as probably people would understand is merely uh it's a good way of saying it's a costing team but more than that it's a cost consulting team so essentially um people have cost targets that this is a profit margin you need to make and obviously there's obviously a revenue angle to it and a cost angle to it the cost angle is entirely the ownership of supply you were in which finance. division of hwl so i was in supply chain finance uh, which partners with supply chain finance or like foods business refreshments water oh i was in personal care uh, so all your brands like lacme clear sunsilk clinic okay, plus all of those brand level thing okay yeah now that normally i get a lot of youngsters who say that i sir i am a chartered accountant i want to get into management consulting mbb mckinsey bain dcg but uh, chartered accountants normally don't get a chance mbas are there always as the first choice so how did you get that break was it uh, you talked up you can talk about this uh, program where they recruit people from iits as well as rankers cs and then uh, would you recommend an mba in hindsight to people if they really want to get into management consulting uh so ca rankers at least get calls from mckinsey and bcg i'm not aware about how bain functions it doesn't call but them. it doesn't call them so mckinsey and bcg calls up uh, ca rankers what i have learned in my career is the importance of reaching out to people and i think that's been most fundamental quality i tell any youngster right now because essentially when i know that bcg was calling rankers i had cold mail bcg hr saying you know this is my cv and i i got a call uh, not basis that i had got a rank obviously i had a rank in ipcc but they valued my experience more than my academics at that point of time and that was essentially a big learning for me because i wanted to work for such organizations uh, who value what i do more than uh, you know my academics or my degrees so that's first uh, that's it and then i think every ca ranker had got an equal chance uh, to be called at bcg or mckinsey for a cv shortlisting uh, the shortlisting there is quite different you know apart from academics they see a lot of your personality traits uh so there things like big four article ship uh, your extra curriculars um what else have you done apart from academics play a big role and if you've done spent a lot of time doing that in your 3 years of article ship you can be sure to get a call and obviously after that it's a meritocracy process um it's a very logical interviewing process and you make it through they give you this case round which the famous one yes. that's yes yes yeah it's a similar say, set of things which you would get for an mba grad the role is uh, to to be honest you recruit you get recruited as an, as an associate but uh, internally uh, the kind of projects you work on or the things you handle is not that different so an mba get uh, so recruited at a senior associate so it's a one year you get you take one year to move from associate to senior associate no so you take 3 become a consultant if you're an associate but you take 2 years to become a consultant if you're a senior associate oh, so obviously things one year yeah yeah so the, the 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 leverage you get by an mba is one year definitely 
And the other thing is obviously performance here plays a big role. So, uh, you know, this is the best case scenario I'm talking. And is management consulting very hectic as what I usually hear from my IIM Ahmedabad contemporaries? And it's kind of working yes. to... I think it's quite hectic and uh, I'm not sure how people have functioned, but if you're used to big four articleship, uh, it's somewhat like being on a quarter end period all the time because you are on these projects which have scrunched deadlines. But I think it teaches you a lot of things that time. It teaches you prioritization. It teaches you the ability to ask people for help. It teaches you how to be a quick problem solver, how to ship things faster. Um, there's a lot of things you learn. I think initially it's a difficulty phase. Yes, the working hours are bad. Uh, not bad, I would say, but they're long. And if you really like hustling, you will enjoy management consulting because it's a very intellectually intensive role. Uh, mm. And you work on very ambiguous problems. I think it fills you a lot of self-confidence after you have ended a project in, let's say, some XYZ industry you had never thought of. But after two months, you you really know a lot about that industry. So that way, I think it's quite, I think it's, 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 it, it, it shapes your mindset of approaching things, which is very important in my view. And then TA Associates would have been a fantastic thing. So it was like what? Uh, Four deals a week that you would analyze, prepare financial models and all? You uh, we, didn't, we didn't have any fixed number of set for this, uh, like how many deals you would do. Essentially, yes. Uh, even though you don't hear about a lot of deals being done in the market, it doesn't mean people are not analyzing them. Obviously, there's a lot of work which keeps on happening and it's fairly intense as compared to consulting. It's much more deeper because you're actually investing some money. And you're accountable for the returns. So it's a very, very highly diligent, intensive process. Um, and people are hustling all the time in private equity, I would say. Uh, I think they're the bunch of smartest people you can work for. Uh, it's good for anybody who's trying to learn basics on how to understand a particular industry, what, what makes people want to invest in a particular industry, uh, or how is an industry functioning in India or abroad. I think it, it clears the knowledge on a quite lot levels. I was very lucky because TA gives you this advantage of speaking to a lot of people uh, who are top management just to understand whether you would like to invest in this company. So in my stint, I would have met more than 80, 90 companies uh, and startup founders. And to get, you know, and, and to sit in those meetings and understand a viewpoint of how they look at business from a startup viewpoint, I think it's a unique experience. You can't have it otherwise. Uh, and for me, it's been the most enriching because um, after no, after meeting with so many people, I just understood, you know, how 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 things uh, sort of function. What do startup founders are worried about? What is a particular industry worry areas? And that was that was for me, even though it was very intense, but uh, was a very good learning period. Cool, very nice. And uh, then finally, LinkedIn. I have never ever seen a CA who's been working in operations strategy. You recently went to the US as well. So how did that happen? I mean, you just on a role, management consulting and then private equity and now LinkedIn. I think uh, my experience at CA had been very fundamental to how I, so I wasn't very tech focused. I didn't know how tech industry functions and working at TA made me understand a lot of these terms from basics. Uh, at LinkedIn, the role was very much similar is to, you know, understand what drives profitability of the business and sort of take levers to move that. So, um, 
yes, I mean, the team is quite small because, you know, usually you don't need so many people to just uh, drive such things. But yes, uh, generally uh, engineers and MBAs are people who tend to be uh, more heavier uh, in these roles. Uh, I honestly, even I don't know of a CA who is in uh, a similar team as me, but uh, I think, as I told, right, after a while, uh, your academics or which uh, college are you from or what sort of uh, academics you've had have a very less role. I think majority becomes your experience. And that's why I have always felt like doing things from the best perspective of experience is more important than scoring more marks. But uh, I think there are people who fairly disagree with me and I don't, I mean, it's just a personal thought. It's an opinion. Yes. How's your US stint? What did you do there? You were in the LinkedIn headquarters. Yes. So the idea there was to just catch up with the broader team to understand how they view India and how we can leverage the global learnings to drive some of the India initiatives. And uh, so we've been following you on LinkedIn. So you published uh, these notes to the self. What mm-hmm. are these rational of like publishing notes to the self? How's the response to people view mm-hmm. and comment? What's that? Yeah, so um, I think notes to self uh, started at a point where I was feeling quite low in my career uh, and in personal life. So it started with understanding a lot more fundamentally about uh, what drives me and what makes me happy. And that was the time I actually started reading a lot of these practical psychology books. And I understood that, you know what, uh, I'm not different. There are many people like me. And I just started this as a random exercise of putting my thoughts down and because once I write things, I just better remember them. And I just, you know, I just started sharing with them. After the first article, the response was quite high. Like there are a lot of people who had personally written to me saying how they agree with a particular point and this is what they think could be additional and this is what they'd been feeling. Obviously, I never created a forum out of it, like, you know, just start answering questions or become the psychology guru. But I should I would just probably, you know, reply back on emails and things which help me in my personal lows to get over things. And I think that's been uh that's been the rationale behind doing this. Obviously, just because I've recently joined, I've been a bit busy to write. But at some point, I want to continue that thread and continue writing. All right. So that's quite logical. So sharing your lows. But by the way, you have had lows in your life as well? Well, I I mean, it's just (laughs) nice to see a person from outside and then try to make a story uh, of what you know about that person. But I think everything else of whatever you've been through uh, has had a lot of lows right like I, I it's not like I have yeah this is just people's perception when they look at the tip of the iceberg and don't see what's down but yes everything has required a lot of struggle a lot of hustle to get where where it has been at at this point and it's not like it's stable there you fight every day to be at that position so uh, obviously you have your own share of lows and highs and yes I do have lows Uh, I'll be surprised if people think that I don't because yes, uh, I do have big lows. I mean, not getting a rank in CA final was a big low for me, Uh, but I still had to like uh, manage to find a good placement for myself uh, and to just use my experience as a leverage to get me that. So uh, it's not like I've not fought uh, that has been there. So I have had my share of lows. Quite appreciate that. You know, a lot of successful people kind of are not very candid about this. Um, really appreciate this. 
So final question, Sakshi, what is your advice to future aspirants from the commerce stream, CA, MBA, CA plus MBA? You've kind of pretty much achieved it all despite the MBA tag. Final thoughts. I wouldn't call it that I've achieved it all despite the MBA tag. I think every degree has its own value addition and it's on people to take what sort of things they would like to add to their profile. The only thing I would tell to anybody is, uh, you know, there is a possibility you might get things. You just have to try. Uh, For example, if you think like, Uh, As a CA, moving to management consulting is hard. It's not. Obviously, it's hard, but it's not impossible. And it does happen through a specific set. You might not get there. I know a CA who really wanted to do management consulting. He got shortlisted in a a BCG round as well. Uh, He went through, but he couldn't make it. But he was very passionate about management consulting. So he decided to give CAT and go to the MBA school and got back to BCG again. So uh, there are always alternative ways to reach to your particular destination. Just enjoy what you're doing right now and uh, just reach out to people. Uh, I think there is no problem you're facing uh, which hasn't been solved or faced by anybody else before. So just by reaching out a lot of these, uh, what you think are hard and specific to you can be really, really solved. and that's the big advice I would give it to people is just wow. just keep on reaching out to people. Just just know what they have done and uh, try to look at your problems from their lens. And you will realize that this is not a big problem after all. And it's something which can be solved very easily. And and that's my advice. And just just be open and try to understand, you know, don't be so fixed uh getting what you're getting just if you're getting something try to do a good job at it try to learn from it uh if you you know i always believe that there is a way you get to where you are and i think passion is something is just learnings across your journey you you don't bond with you know passion about technology it it just happens over the course so just trust in the process and it will happen to you sure amazing i mean i myself personally feel quite enriched after talking to you i mean that's nice. Uh, so, uh, so I would really urge the viewers of this channel that uh, you should actually reflect upon the learnings. Do look at notes to sell that Sakshi publishes on LinkedIn. And if you've got any queries, I think she's the most open person to reach out to on LinkedIn otherwise. And I'm sure uh, this is going to be a productive exercise. And do share this with people. I think, uh, you know, she's kind of in a society where it's like a lot of stereotypes. CAs can't get into management consulting or PE or into a LinkedIn kind of a role. She's a girl, etc., etc. Not a ranker. She's broken it all. And as she says, through her own share of ups and downs. I think uh, that's what at an early age makes a journey remarkable. So thank you so much for watching. Thanks so much, Sakshi, for sparing time out for this interaction and I'm sure uh, the viewers, some of them at least uh, will take a lot out of it to implement in their lives. Thank you. Thank you Anurag for your kind words Uh, and it was a pleasure talking to you as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.